say, how can I have the faith of God? There's something that I want us to see before I read any farther. Everything that Jesus did, he did for us. He didn't do it for Jesus. There was a time when man walked and talked and had sweet fellowship with God. Jesus was called the second Adam. The first Adam lost that, gave it up to Satan, and he became the God of this world. The second Adam came to undo everything that the first Adam did. It's through us believing in him and what he's done that makes the difference. When God formed Adam, and he was like a clay statue made out of the dust of the earth. And he breathed into that clay figure. And he became a living being. Mm -hmm. Two words that really stand out. We were made in his likeness and image. Mm -hmm. Likeness and image. We need to get a revelation of that on the inside of us. Because so many times we're still looking at ourselves as the way that we were instead of the way that we are. <clears throat> That's powerful preaching right there. Amen. We're looking at ourselves the way that we were instead of the way that we are. Brothers and sisters, what Jesus did for us is phenomenal. It was much more than just a fire insurance policy Amen. to keep us out of hell. Yes. Thank, you, Lord. Thank God it was that, but there's so much more that came with the package. You have a benefit package that is out of this world in the person of Jesus Christ. And, but it's us seeing that that makes the difference. So... When Jesus died on the cross, he reinstated to us the ability to walk in the faith of God. He put it, he put it there in, inside of us. Made it possible if we act on it. But it's through a knowledge of the word of God. It's through hearing what he says. That faith rises us for, up in us to take a hold of the things that he's made available to us. Now, let me get back to my place because I closed my Bible on that particular spot. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now a lot of times we read over that too fast. And don't let it soak in really what he's saying. But this is answer prayer. Therefore I say unto you that what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Yes. Now who's doing talking there? Jesus is doing the talking here. 
But the part that I really want to dwell on this morning is on verse number 25. <laughs> and when you stand praying, forgive if you have aught against any. That your Father, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. Amen. And if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive you your trespasses. Turn to 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It's important for us to believe what God says about us. If we don't believe what he said about us, we set ourselves up for deception. Nobody wants to be deceived when it comes to the things of God. Because God has done things to liberate us and set us free. 5, 17, 2 Corinthians. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Let me read it again. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Now pray with me. Father, I ask that you would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. The eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that we would know <clears throat> what's the hope of your calling and what's the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints and what's the exceeding greatness of your power to us who believe. According to the working of your mighty power, which you wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead and set him at your own right hand in heavenly places, and ask that you grant us according to the riches of your glory to be strengthened with might by your spirit in our inner man, that Christ may dwell in our hearts by faith, that we, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what's the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, so that we'll be filled with all the fullness of God. Holy Spirit, I ask you for divine utterance this morning. I ask that you would help me to communicate the heart of the Father to us, your people, and I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, <clears throat> I want to read back over this passage, the last passage of Scripture in Mark 11, 25. And when you stand praying, forgive. If you have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. How many like it when somebody <coughs> holds something against you? How does it make you feel when somebody holds something against you? Think about it. How does it make you feel when you know that somebody's got something against you? 
Sometimes we can just think that they have something against us and they might not have anything against us at all. Other times, there's things that people do hold against us. And one of the ways that you can know, I heard about these here two ladies. They were in the church and they both were piano players. And one wanted the piano on this side and the other one wanted the piano on this side and they had an evangelist that came to the church. And the evangelist said, I can tell one thing, the devil is in this church. And they said, how in the world can you tell the devil's in the church? He said, I can see his tracks. Because one, when one played it, they would push the piano on this side of the church. And when the other one played it, they would push it on that side of the church. And they had done it until they, they had, had scarred a place from one side to the other. Brothers and sisters, there can be a lot of pettiness in life. And there can be a lot of pettiness that's in church. But the thing that we don't want to do is to give the enemy an advantage in our life. When we give him an advantage in our life, he can take and we give him an open road to make havoc in our life. And then we wonder why things don't go well for us. Why sometimes our prayers aren't answered. And why we don't see some things that we need to see. And why is God so slow in getting this across to me? When he spelled out a lot of things right in his word. And if we pay attention to what he says, we will have the answer. And then it's not enough just to have the information. We've got to do something with the information that we have. If we don't use the information that we have, we can stay right in the same boat, even though we have an answer to how to fix something. There's a lot of things that, there's things that um, it's not my forte to do. But I know I can do it. One of the reasons I know I can do it is when I was growing up, my mama would say, if somebody else can learn to do this, you can learn to do it also. There's nothing that you can't do if you want to learn how to do it. Now you might not be the most proficient at it, but you can learn. You can learn to do things if somebody else can do it. You say, "Well, I'm not as smart as others." Sometimes it would amaze you the intellect of some of the people that's doing some of the things that they do, and you wonder how in the world they even stay on the job. So it's not all intellect. A lot of it is just engaging in doing it. So. I've got something on my phone and on my television that if I don't know how to do something, I can go to YouTube. I'm pretty savvy, huh? Amen. <laughs> and look up how to do something. Brother Noah, when them actuators kept going bad in my car, you had told me where that one was at. And the thing was clicking. I've replaced it two or three times. But there's another one that started up. And I took, and I come to find out, in my car, there's four of them that's in there. Thank God only two of them has ever acted up. But I went on YouTube to see how to do this. 
and crawled myself up underneath of that thing and took the stuff apart and replaced that actuator. Would it be easier for me to get somebody else to do it? Yes. I like to know how to do something for myself. Amen. Sure you can save money that way. But this works in a lot of different areas. Now here we have something that's laid out in the scripture that tells us some powerful information. And this is, would be one of the things that you can look for. A lot of times if you're not getting a prayer answered. One of the first things to check up on is how's my love walk? Because faith works by love. And faith also works by knowing what God said. Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Not by what somebody said, but by what God said. So he says something here in this particular scripture. For when you stand praying, forgive. If you have all against any, that your Father, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if you don't forgive, Neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive you your trespasses. Now, how many of us want God to forgive us? Amen. Not to hold these things over our head. Now, there's a difference between God and people. You'll notice this about people in human nature. There'll be a lot of things that God is quick to forgive you for that other people will take and hold it over your head. They'll tell you the sorry rascal that you were instead of what God has done. Amen. But we've got to choose to believe what the Word of God says. That's why we're tying this here scripture of 2 Corinthians 5.17 into the equation. That if anybody is in Christ, they're a new creature. Old things are passed away and behold, all things have become new. I heard this evangelist, he told me one day, he said, he said he was a, he was a pure heathen when he was growing up, but he got saved. And, and somebody told him later on in life, said, I remember when you used to do so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. Mm -hmm. He said, well, you can do something God can't even do. <clears throat> and they said, what? He said, he forgot it and let it go. You took it home hung on to it so you could remind somebody of it. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a positive side and a negative side to this. If you want for people not to hold that over your head, then you've got to put yourself in the place that you're not going to hold it over somebody else's head. I heard a man say one time, happy is he who has the faculty to forget. And there's some things that's happened in your life that you would be better off yes. Amen. to let it go. 
because things that are past are past and you can't change them. You can't change your past. You can change your future, and if you don't, if you let your past dictate to you, you'll keep living in your past. That's why the Word of God takes and tells us to renew our minds with the Word of God, so that we start to see God doesn't want those same old pictures that's been showing in our life for years and years and years to be flashing up all the time, and we seeing ourselves the way that we work. If we are, we might as well take 2 Corinthians 5.17 and tear it out, make a paper airplane and throw it across the room because that's just about how much good that it does for us for walking out a successful Christian life because he didn't say these things just so that we could gather information. He said these things so that they could transform our life. But we've got to believe what he said because there's a whole lot more that he said but a whole lot more that he said hinges on some of the things that he's already said now he says here when you stand praying forgive forgive who if I've got all against any Forgive them. Let it go. Can I do this? Is this an easy thing? No. So he's told me something that's now he's given me something that's a challenge. I've had people to offend me that in my flesh I would just love to get my hands around their neck. You know what I'm saying? might be like a dog that was chasing the car. What's he going to do with the car after he catches it? Yeah. We have all of these ideas. I'm going to get my vengeance. I'm going to do this and do that. What are you going to do after you, God? Yeah. Think about some of those repercussions that go along with acting something out in the flesh instead of choosing to side in with God and believe what he said. But brothers and sisters, I'm going to tell you, this is a hindrance to answer prayer. It's one of the first ones that we should check upon with ourselves. How am I doing with forgiving someone else? How am I reacting in my thought life See, there's a lot of times you might not put your hands around somebody's neck and just choke the life out of them, but you hold you hold thoughts and feelings. No more. Just listen, okay? And respond out of these thoughts that are there in our head. Because there's one thing about thoughts that need to be taken care of. Thoughts that are never given birth to die unborn. But there's ways that people talk about things and rehearse things 
and premeditate things. And then when the right times happen, have you ever heard people say, well, I'll tell you one thing. If he ever done that to me, this is what I would do. And I've had some of those scenarios play out in my head that were horrible scenarios. And it said, if this happened to me, this is what I would do. And then that happened to me, and thank God I didn't do that thing that was play, had been played out in my head. But there's a lot of people that are in prison today because they acted out those things, those thoughts, and reasoned them out. And, and the enemy will take and use those things as occasions to make an entrance so that he can destroy us. Now, the thing that I want to dwell on just this morning is on this thing of forgiveness. Now, all of us want the forgiveness of God. The forgiveness of God takes some weight off of us so that we can go free. Now, this is a picture that we need to have in our hearts and minds God does, some people say, well, God put this thing on you just to glorify you. You know what God put on us to glorify us? He put his word on us to glorify us. He put Jesus on us to glorify us. He didn't put these bad things on us for, for him to get glory. He can get glory through bad things, but he didn't put those things on us to do that. He's the deliverer. He's there to set us free. And forgiveness is one of the things that can take and hold us captive when God wants us to be set free. Now, if God doesn't put it on us, then we don't need to put it on us and we don't need to let somebody else Put it on us. So when you stand praying, forgive. Choose. There's a word there. Choose to let it go. What's the, what's the flip side if I don't let it go? I take, if I hold this thing, then I'm not going to get forgiven. Now, when it comes to my relationship between me and God, it's a must that I get forgiven. Do you ever mess up? If we mess up, thank God that he doesn't want to hold those things against us. But what do we do if somebody else messes up and we're in the equation? And I want to get my just vengeance. And he tells me something. He says, forgive or let it go. One of the things that they had this television show. They may still still have them. I'm sure they do. They had these houses, and they had these two people. One was a realtor, and one was a kind of a fixer-upper. 
and they would take the house and do all, a lot of the upgrades that they wanted done on it. But if they could find them another house that was equal to or of a better value, they could either love it or list it. They can love it or list it. Now, a lot of times when you take this thing when it comes to forgiveness, are you going to love it or are you going to listen? A lot of times people want to hold on to those things. For 20 years, those two piano players had been pushing that piano from one side to the other. One side to the other. Just because I like it on this side and I like it on that side. Instead of coming to an agreement, I've got to be right. You ever have that scenario in your head that I've got to be right? I don't care what happens. I've got to be right. Want me to tell you something that I have found? You can be right and you can still be wrong. You can be right and still be wrong. You can win the battle and lose the war. God wants us to side in with him in what he's saying. And when he says to forgive, he's got our best interests at heart. Is he just wanting us to do something that's hard? No. He doesn't play like that. I just want them to learn from the school of hard knocks. That's not our Heavenly Father. If we can learn easy, He wants us to learn easy. If we can't learn easy, we may have to go through a school of hard knocks. But that wasn't His will. His will was for us to learn easy. Now how many of us have been hard-headed. And we wouldn't catch it the easy way. So we called it the hard way. And then what, don't blame that off on God. He ain't the one made us hard-headed. He ain't the one made us hard-headed. But he's the one who still loves us after we've been hard-headed the one that set us free. But forgiveness has a big thing of taking and letting something go. Because when we don't let it go, we've got like this weight that's on us. And we're dragging it everywhere that we go. And we say, God, why don't you take this thing off of me? You know I can't go good with it on me. And he says, why don't you forgive? I'd rather drag the weight. Let me give you a picture. I 
Sunday school, but I want to share it again. I think it's fitting here. Brother Hagin was went to preach at this man's church. The Lord had told him, he said, if, uh, if this man doesn't change what he's doing, he's going to die. This Here he was, had a, a prophet in his church preaching. And he didn't even show up for church himself. Didn't even come to the services his own self. And it bothered him. And he asked this, this preacher's wife, said, you know your husband is going to die. She says, yes, I know it. The Lord had already told her. And the man made this remark. I had rather die than to admit that I'm wrong and you're right. Now, how deceived and how stupid can stupid get? But I tell you one thing, people can take and hold on to some things that they would be better off to let go. Because a lot of the things that they're dealing with in life stem from that one thing right there. Now, I am told, I'm not real versed in this, but all addictions come from some type of shame as the type of root down at the very bottom of it. And I thank God that when he's after setting somebody free, he goes to the root of something to set somebody free. He doesn't just want to cut up the little twigs that are on the top. He wants to get down to the root because if he can get down to the root, he can change the whole fruit of everything in that person's life. So you can take, and I don't want to play like no psychiatrist and say, well, let's take and let's go back to your childhood and see, can we dig up all of these things that made you the way that you are? Remember this. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are new. Which you'd rather have? Memories of the past or a slate wiped clean? I'd rather have a slate wiped clean. So I'm going to take another approach. And I'm going to look at this thing from God's perspective. And if there were people in my life that did this and this and this and this and this is the reason that I am where I am. I'm going to choose to forgive. And I'm going to choose to let that go. Because I'd rather have this thing off of me than I had this thing on me. So the first part that I want to deal with is forgiving others. For what they've done to us, what they've said to us, how they've hurt us, and how it's affected me, if I don't want to rehearse those things in my life, I've got to let them go. You say, well, you're asking me to do a hard thing. They were right there with Jesus on the cross. 
drove nails in his hands, beat him merciless, shoved a spear in his side, mocked him, shamed him, spit on him. Now, I want to say something here because a lot of times this is not portrayed the way that it took place. They weren't just a few people that spit on Jesus. And they weren't just a few people that mocked Jesus. Just in the crowd with the uh, soldiers and the temple guards that did those things. And this is gross. But there was long lines of them that went up and they would walk to Jesus and humiliate him. And then go, spit on him. And if you're going to have a real good spit, you're going to clear your throat and you're going to give it all you got if you really want to humiliate somebody. And this is what was happening to Jesus time after time after time. I ain't never been through nothing like that. Let me tell you something else. I don't ever want to go through nothing like that. I don't want to be faced with something like that. But Jesus is our archetype, our prototype that we're to follow after. And he says, forgive them, Father, for they don't know what they're doing. Do you know that there's people that did things in your life that didn't know what they were doing? And then there may be other people that knew exactly what they were doing. But either way, We've got to choose to forgive and let it go. If not, we carry the weight of it all on us. And that's living in the past. And one of the ways that you can tell if somebody is living in the past, when they open their mouth, they will be rehearsing what took place. Instead of letting it go and focusing on the future, they're still dragging. They're dragging that thing everywhere they go. They're not letting. They're not. They're not letting it go. They don't. I know there's things that's hard to let go. I know it is. But the flip side is, do I want to be free? If I want to be free, I've got to side in with God. You'll answer a lot of questions in your life if you'll learn to side in with God and what he says. Mm -hmm. And you'll find that you'll be delivered from a lot of different things that can happen to you. Now, the next one I want to dwell on in forgiveness. It's one thing when you're standing praying to forgive somebody else for something they've done to you. Now, sometimes this can be a challenge or almost more challenging. And that is that you choose to forgive yourself. Yeah, but I deserve all of these things, bad things happening to me. I opened the door to them. Yes, I did. But Jesus doesn't want you living there. He wants you redeemed and free from that thing. There's a lot of things that we've done to ourselves that open doors for things to happen into our life. Thank God 
when we go to him in prayer, he says, you know, you did this and this and this and this and this. A lot of times we'll remind him of, I did this and this and this and this. But if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. And we start telling him that. If we would listen to what he really has to say, he'd say, I look here in my book. I don't see these things. Yeah, but I did all of these things. He said, yeah, but... When I look here, all I see is blood. And it's washed the slate clean. The only memory of it is in what other people say and the pictures that are still in our mind. Did you know that there's somebody in the scripture who's called the accuser of the brethren? Satan is called the accuser of the brethren. And he is the one who makes these accusations. And sometimes we side in with him and believing the lie rather than believing the truth. Or believing the past rather than believing the present. Now, what's the present? What Jesus has done for us. What Jesus has done for us. I want you to think of something for a minute. What Jesus has done for, for us is not just in this present, calling it the era of time that's right around me right now. But think of this as the present, as what Jesus has done for me and given to me. He's made me a new creature in Christ Jesus. He's the one who said, all things have passed, old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. So a lot of times we have all of these pictures in my mind because it's very real, the things that we've walked through. But he doesn't want those things dominating our life. He wants us to walk free from me. How can this be done? One of the things that you have to attribute to is the power of the blood of Jesus that gives me the ability to forgive her when she says something that's hurt me or vice versa, that, she's, that I've said something that's hurt her. We know what hurt feels like. Let me clarify. Hurt hurts. It hurts. You have your feelings hurt. If they did something bodily to you, your body hurts. But you choose to let it go. Because God said, if you don't let it go, I can't let it go for you. Now, if we don't let it go, medical science has proved this out. There's a lot of things where people have been hurt, offended, and it's turned into bitterness, 
and it's affected their whole body. In fact, in Proverbs, he says, bitterness goes all the way to the bone. There are many people that suffer from bone cancer because of things that they wouldn't forgive. All people, no. Some people, yes. Because instead of siding in with God and letting it go, they'd rather hold on to it and not do what God said. It's sort of like that, that preacher that was there said, do you know your husband is going to die? She said, yes, I know he's going to die. And the, and the husband that was the pastor of the church said, I'd rather die than to admit that I was wrong. How much do we want to hold on to something? I've got to be right. I've got to be right. Which do you want to be, right or free? Is it a pride thing that I've just got to hold on to this thing? Or am I going to side in with God so that I can be liberated and set free? Now, I'm going to give you a, a great scenario here. People send their children to school so that they can learn how to act. Truth of the matter is, they can't teach you how to act at school. These things begin at home. Lynn, you can tell the biggest difference in the world with people that work on these things at home and people that don't and expect it to be done in school. And it's almost a, a battle that you can't win. You can look right at it and you can see the difference. But I'm going to throw it in this way. Charity begins at home. Love begins at home. Forgiveness do I ever say things that hurt her feelings? Yes, I do. Does she ever think, say things that hurt my feelings? Yes, she does. But we choose to let it go and to forgive each other. There's times that I will almost be in tears because I said something that I knew hurt her feelings. When I've had a chance to, to sit back and for just, sometimes it don't take but a few seconds. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer. Sometimes I'm a little thick. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes us men are a little bit thick. Sometimes women are a little bit thick. And we'd rather nurse a grudge. I finally got preaching. I finally got preaching. No. Something happened with us just a few minutes ago. feedback, but I don't always want feedback. There's times that the feedback is very 
uh, needful to bring out something into service. There's also times that the feedback is quite distracting for everybody. That's why I say so. It's not that I don't value what you have to say. And it's not that I don't want your input from what you have to say. But I want it to be in the right flow. So it's important for us to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. Now, we're here on this thing of forgiveness. That was one of the things that Brother Noah said, I want you to forgive me. But I also want to be forgiven because what do I want? I want a clean flow between he and I. And another one, I want a clean flow between Retha and I because this happens with people. I can say something or you can say something to one person and it's easy to take somebody else's offense. And they jump on the bandwagon too. You see this? I'll give you a picture. This happens with parents and children. Two kids can be, can be playing together from one side of, uh, and their neighbors, friends, whatever. And the kids have a fallout. And the mamas have a fallout. In five minutes, the kids are back playing because they've dealt with the fallout, but the parents are still having the problem. Why? Because they're holding on to something that they should have let go. And there's something that they could learn from their children that they're not catching their own self. Now, when I was growing up, this happened at our house. Robert and Teddy were rowdy youngs. We were little angels. That's not so. But there was one time there in the, in the barn that they had on. They, they didn't like Sammy following them because Sammy was a little fellow at that time. And they had rigged up a booby trap. So when they opened up the barn door, this bag filled with stuff would fly out and hit And they had, we had a hole in the, in the side of the barn. It was about this tall and about this wide. And they had put strings across it so that if somebody tried to get it, they'd get caught in the strings. Just mischief. It's not nothing trying to take somebody out. But what happened was my mama opens the door. And here comes the bag down. It didn't get her. He got caught, I believe it was, in the strings. And they were neighbor boys. These, these, these were, these were teenager-like boys. They knew the difference between right and wrong. I could call them by name, but I won't. My mama took every one of them and wore every one of them out. 
And their mamas didn't say a word about it because if they would have been over at their house and they would have, it was just a different in the era of time. That if you misbehaved at my house, it was my job to correct you. If they mis, or misbehaved at your house, it was your job to correct them. But a lot of times children will work through things and let it go and go on, and adults will still hold on to it. Now, what's that got to do with this right here? Forgiveness, brothers and sisters, is a big deal when it comes to God. But it's also a big deal in our life because you will be faced with times in your life that you will have to forgive yourself. I'm going to say it again. There will be times in your life that you will have to forgive yourself. And if not, you'll drag that thing. And you'll drag that thing. And you'll wonder why you're not free. And you'll wonder why this affects this area and why it affects that area. One of the reasons why is because I won't do what God told me to do. If I do what God told me to do, then I can have what God said I can have. Now, this all had to do with having our prayers answered, believing in our heart, confessing with our mouth, speaking to a mountain, have it removed, not doubting in our heart, but believing, having the faith of God, having the God kind of faith, it takes just as much the God kind of faith to forgive yourself as it does to get your prayer answered. And one can hinder the other. So at the same time that he's saying, don't hold this against that person. Don't allow the enemy, the accuser of the brethren, Satan, to do that to you. And even one greater, don't allow yourself to do that to you. Refuse to take and hold on to something that God has forgiven you for. You say, well, I don't know that he's getting forgiven me for May ask a question so that we can answer that one. How do you know if he's forgiven you for it or not? He said in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Mm -hmm. Now, what that's simply saying is anyone born again. If you're born again, you can't get in Christ without being born again. It's impossible. 
But once you get born again, that's what places you in Christ. And he says, Behold, all things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. So he says, Oh, I don't know if he's forgiven me. Well, let me go back to the analogy. If you don't believe that he's forgiven you, you might as well take that page and tear it out, make a paper airplane, and throw it across the room. Because that's just about how good that it will do for us. It takes, brothers and sisters, mixing faith with every part of the Word of God. This is one of the dangers that we have in church. Is I become a professional hearer instead of a professional doer. And the ones that are blessed are not just the hearers of the word, but the ones that are doers of the word. So what would we, how would we make this applicable today? In this service, in our life today. First, if there's somebody that I've got something against, I choose to forgive and let it go. If I've got something against myself that I don't let go, I choose to forgive myself and not let it go. I choose to let it go. Now, if shame is at the root of all different types of addiction, if you remove the shame, you can remove the stronghold for the addiction. God wants us free. Amen. God wants us free. Even if the, if the addiction wasn't nothing but believing all of the negative junk that's ever been spoken over us. That could be an addiction within itself. We choose to believe the lie instead of believing the truth. Everything doesn't have to be chemicals. Thank God that he wants us free. 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 Now, I want y'all to help me this morning. I want us to come up to the front of the church. And I want us to make a line across here. And I want us to believe God with that. We're going to pray for, believe God for some things at the end of the service.